Greetings, cyberspace, and welcome to episode 203 of the Double Density Podcast with your host, Brian and Angelo. Double Density is your home to tech tales and paranormal primers. Now, first things first, Angelo, we are the first week of December, more or less. How is your holiday planning going, my friend? Well, the Christmas tree is up. So that's the first big step. We don't like doing that too early, but I think this is late enough. I, on the other hand, do not care about Christmas anymore. I'm done with the holidays. I just feel it is a task, a list of tasks to to complete with no real sense of joy. A lot of people say Christmas gets a lot better when you have kids, but I am not planning on having any. So it just it feels kind of boring. Kids make it interesting because I kind of you kind of live vicariously through them and their excitement about getting presents and stuff. Uh, we almost had to go get my wife a present today. Uh, her iPhone this morning didn't turn on. Just black screen. Didn't work. And she so, but wait, the best part is, is that last year she had to buy a new iPhone because the the camera cracked and replacing it would have been more expensive, almost as expensive as getting a phone. So she got a new iPhone 13. Um, <laughs> so what what was that? One about? year and six days after, the phone didn't want to turn on. So it felt like that it would have been very bad if we had gone to the Apple store and not got fixed on warranty. Luckily, there's the uh, Konami code of restarting your phone of volume up, volume down, hold the side button. And once I did that, it actually came back to life. But I'd completely forgotten about that. Um, second week in a row, we mentioned Tyler. He's the one who reminded me, hey, try that first. And uh, it worked. Saved me a trip to the Apple store. So I have to do that with my phones. For some reason, with the phone case, you can't normally turn the phone off. So I always have to um, use the, the combination well, in order weird. to force you it. You can't. You, oh, wait. Oh, wait a second. Okay, hold on. You do realize to turn off the phone, you have to hold volume up and the side button at the same time, and then it will bring up the screen to turn it off. Yeah, but what I'm saying is I did volume up, volume down, usually. So oh. sometimes it doesn't catch it properly. So oh, that's do, really annoying. Because you should a, a hard reboot like that should be the last resort. You really don't want to be doing that. I know. I well, know. actually, well, so speaking of stuff you really so. shouldn't be doing, I was on the train recently because I, I, I went back to the office for, for a day. Not the not the Canada Pacific, not the CP holiday train, mind you. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, no, just the commuter train. Why is there something special going on with that? No, but it just it goes across the country. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I saw it a couple of years ago. It's this huge holiday themed train that just goes across Canada. Apparently. Oh no, I've never seen that. But I was not on that. I was just on our standard commuter train, and I saw people on their phones. And the guy next to me would check messages. And then flick it up and then check Facebook and then flick that up and then go back to messages and then flick that up. Why are you closing your apps like that on your phone? You do not have to do that. It makes me upset. I'm smacking my hand on my desk. People, don't do that because if I see you, I will quietly judge you and not say anything. Speaking of trains, Angelo, do you remember, have you recently watched the the, the 2004 movie, The Polar I haven't seen Express. it recently. I remember watching it. It was fine. People do not like the disconcerting animation. The uncanny though. valley of it. Yeah, it's very weird looking. Let's be honest here. Like I, uh, the only reason I mentioned this is because I thought about the CP holiday train and then I thought, what other holiday themed trains can I think of? And then, you know, Tom Hanks, Polar Express in my brain, unfortunately. Well, I mean, if you want to see what people are doing for Christmas, there's one specific person you can watch her all the time and see what she's doing um, in, a few mo- in a few weeks on Christmas. And that is the first topic for discussion. You sent me a story by BuzzFeed News, which we discussed last week as almost not existing anymore. Yeah, Skeleton uh, About Emily CC. Is that how you say it? I'd say that, yeah. So she's a Twitch streamer. Her name is Emily CC, and she is live streaming herself 24-7. She's been doing this 
for a long, long, long time. Yeah, I uh, so I jumped in earlier on Twitch and just to see what she was up to, and she was playing a zombie game of some kind and having lots of fun. She's been on this for like more than a year at this point, and uh, there's no way that or there there's no foreseeable you know, she, future. I mean, she wants to stop. go on for at least uh, for the two years, right? It was that was the initial plan, and she, one of the first things she mentioned mentions in the article is that. She wants to do it until she until the two years is up, or until she just wants to stop. And right now, she doesn't want to stop. Although it sounds exhausting to me, what she's doing. Well, yeah. So uh, we've talked about IRL streamers before, I think, right? So we talked about the unfortunate uh, IP2 community, which are just a bunch of degenerates who live stream their antics and getting into trouble. They're very big edge lords. Whereas she has tried to do some IRL streaming apart from the classic kind of Twitch. She's in the corner playing a game or looking at a piece of media kind of streaming. Um, she went to a rave at one point, but the cell reception was too bad. So she had to leave. Like, it's just, it's very weird in that it, 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 she kind of is like treating the internet like you would a child. Like you have to tend to it all of the time. Her record Will it end if, let's say, she was at that rave and her phone cut out? Would that mean the record ended? I don't know. It's a really good question. Because they didn't really explain the rules. It's like it's like the rules of Gremlins. They they, they didn't explain them to me, the, the rules of, of Twitch streaming and getting a record for it. Although she's destroyed the previous record. I think the closest is 140 days. To yeah, her. exactly. So she's been at it for triple that time. Who knows how much longer it's going to go, right, at the end of the day? Did you get your uh, desk philosophy from her? Because uh, looking at it, she has <laughs> everything you have, a ring light, an SM7B, a gaming chair. You're the same. You're one and the same. You have the cool gaming chair. Are you sitting in a gaming chair right now? Uh, no. Oh, well. Normal office chair. Okay. You used to have a gaming chair. Am I correct? Yes. We swapped it, my wife and I. Oh, your, your wife's the gamer now. Because she's on, on Twitch right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. She's, she's streaming uh, Emily CCC. No, I'm kidding. And, you, and, and I mean, you have a different type of computer because you're not a PC gamer, so you have a Mac. Because, I mean, there's no, no other exactly. reason to so get a this PC. This question kind of brings up a bunch of questions. Well, we'll talk about that in a second, Angela. There's an HP laptop box right there. <laughs> I thought you were going to say there's an HP Lovecraft reset. right there. <laughs> that I have to set up. Uh, my wife bought herself a new laptop this weekend. Why did she buy herself an HP? That, but, uh, Why would she do that to herself? She does not like Max. How are you married? She does not like Max. I mean, different. Yeah. They're, we're the 80. It's the 80 20 Vengram. Right? I mean, Vengram. you're like a communist. She's a right wing extremist. I mean, there's all kinds of different. Oh, you notice the hammer and sickle in back of me. Good, good, good. <laughs> yeah. No, so she, she uh, you know, Black Friday, consumerism, et cetera, but she's been using her work computer for everything recently, and she had realized, I kind of would prefer a personal laptop to do all my creative well, projects Well, I on. feel bad for you to have to set up an HP computer, because... I know, and I'm going to get rid of all the bloatware, and it's going to be super that's exciting. That's the problem with PCs when you buy them, is that to reduce the price, they have a lot of extra garbage in them. People think, oh, why does Apple charge so much? Well, there's not really much bloatware on Apple Macs, right? There's nothing. You just unless you call Apple's own software bloatware, but I don't. I, yeah, I was gonna say Mac OS. But when you get, I, I haven't bought a PC in a long time, but I remember there being all kinds of garbage strewn about in there that you had to get rid of, and some of it is extremely difficult to get rid of. Yeah, so I'm looking. I've read guides. I'm looking forward to digging in this week and just uh, nuking. So all now is she going to be streaming like? No, Emily. this is a very uh, middle of the road laptop. Okay, so no gaming, no extreme. No, no extremism. <laughs> no, 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 exactly. Not planning any sort of that kind of activity when I say a creed. So I'm, 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 I'm really confused though about this. I mean, I feel I felt very old reading this article. Confused or conflicted? No, not conflicted. I mean, 
No, I, I'm good for her. I'm, I'm, I have nothing against what she's doing. If that's what she wants to do to make a living, great. The thing is, is that she, they don't talk about her having any other job, and I can't understand how she's making ends meet. And I do think she mentions in the article that it is tough to earn a living with what she's doing. Yeah, so what essentially what she's doing, she's running 24-7 on Twitch, right? So it's a subscription-based model, right? So every month she gets you know pretty much $5 USD minus whatever cut Amazon slash Twitch takes. And, so and you and I down. just watching her like that doesn't give her any money, or does it sort of? No, well, she has she has some ads, right? So if she's partnered, then she gets some of the ad revenue that uh, if you run ads at a specific kind of... Okay, of, the, the, uh, when of I time. went to her channel just now, there was a 25-minute trailer for a movie about Santa Claus in French. 25 minutes. Sorry, 25 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, it was, was that the David Harbour Santa Claus movie? I have no idea. I wasn't really paying attention. Oh, perfect. Okay, so clearly, uh, you and I are both like, I don't know about you, but like advertising, if you ask me what kind of ads I've seen in the last week, I couldn't, apart from maybe the David Herber movie ad I saw recently, like that's that's it. Okay, I think you know this, but I'm very sheltered from ads because I pay for YouTube premium. So the only place where I would really see ads is on YouTube, and I don't even see them. I don't use Tubi enough to actually notice the ads on that, so... Yeah, there's. I live the ad-free lifestyle, Brian. And uh, you're a better man for it. But yeah, so basically it's a subscription-based model. The way that that works is every month she gets a certain base amount and people can give donations, also known as donos, right? So, uh, and you can gift subscriptions and things like that. So it's kind of a self-contained atmosphere. What's interesting is it doesn't mention if she's taken any partnerships or not. So I'm wondering if she's done any brand deals. If yeah, she's done anything be, like she that. doesn't seem like a, um, and she, she doesn't seem like a huge influencer or anything. Uh, she has 125,000 subscribers. Is that a lot for Twitch? It's a decent amount, right? But that's just free, right? That's free Oh, followers, that's followers, okay. So subscriber numbers aren't actually revealed because that's directly tied to income. You can kind of figure out how much someone is making and Twitch doesn't want to necessarily let you do that. But So it's different from YouTube subscribers, okay. Exactly. Let's talk about influencers, though, very quickly, Angelo. So the um, what do you think makes the, the... So in marketing, right, it's all about finding the right fit, right? So I'm kind of curious on your end. Classically speaking, if you were to find an influencer, uh, what kind of person would you look for? Well... It would have to be something to do with my hobbies. So I guess in this case, it would probably be like the most simple would be something music related, I would say. Right. But okay. So I was kind of going. Oh, you were going to okay. kind of. No, but you're getting warm with this. Let me explain why. So classically speaking, people think or, you know, uh, uh, brands who are not aware of what they're trying to do or, or the ROI they're getting, right? The return on interest. They'll often try to find the biggest influencer possible. And that's actually kind of a mistake because what you are pointing towards, Angelo, is the smarter move. So you need to find influencers who are known as micro or nano influencers who have small but very devoted followings in a niche, right? So you were saying like a musician, right? So maybe not a Rick Beato necessarily, but someone who have, I don't know, like, you know, 50, 60,000 YouTube subscribers, even less than that, right? But you check the comment section, you check, you know, because it's not just about likes anymore. You can see impressions and you can see interactions. And so it's a question of quality of interactions of a community. So a lot of the times, the more successful, smaller influencers have great communities around them and there's an authenticity to it. Yeah, well, for example, if, let's say, uh, Kim Kardashian is peddling like the latest Stratocaster, I wouldn't really think too much about it, right? <laughs> Well, at the end of the day, like her reach isn't that good either. That's the whole thing you got to remember. It's like, okay, she may be doing numbers, but is her community engaged as much as a, um, you know, a smaller personality that may actually jump to the comments and comment on things? No. No, most of them wouldn't care. But for example, like when I was thinking about buying a new audio interface, there were 
certain people that were discussing them on YouTube with very small, like, subscribers numbers, for example, maybe 20 or 30,000, which for you and I, if we were on YouTube, we'd be happy, but it's not in the grand scheme of YouTube things, it's not a big thing, but it's a niche market where if somebody's concentrating just on talking about audio interfaces, they'll have very specific people watching those show, those those episodes. Yeah, absolutely. And th- those people might be in the market to buy too, yeah. right? And so like just as a note, like this is one of the many things after research for work and I find it very fascinating the way that, you know, bigger isn't better um, in this way. And like, it, it sounds kind of like, you know, black brain marketing, but it's also not. It's kind of interesting to think like, all of these, it's it's different kind of tribalism, right? It's just like, who do you follow? Who do you love? Who would you fight for? Mm. Or, you know, who would yeah. you die for? That makes a lot of sense. So what if what if your daughter was like, I want to become a Twitch streamer? What, how would you look upon that? And she's like, okay, let's say like she, she has done her, she has her high school degree. She's thinking about going to college. Maybe she wants to start streaming. What, what conversation would you have? If that's where you feel like that's where you should go, go for it. I'm not going to be somebody that tries to shoehorn my kid into something, right? Um, so I'm not the, I'm, I don't think you get the, the uh, controversial answer you want from me where it's like, no, you have to go to school. <laughs> and I don't really care. I, I want her to do something that makes right. her happy. Even if she wants, you know, she wants to go to school and, you know, most parents are like, become an accountant, go into accounting or go into science. And if she tells me she wants to go into creative writing, good for her. Creative writing's great. She's really good at it. Go for it. I'm kind of the black sheep of the family. Have we talked about this? I can't remember if we talked about this in the show, but like everyone- You're not an accountant. No, I'm not an accountant. My father is though, right? And my sister got a business I know that, degree. Yeah. And my, you know, the entire family but me is very uh, classically business oriented. And you speak into a microphone. I do. Well, I mean, kind of, yeah, I guess I do that a bit for a living. I do um, that and various other marketing well, yeah, things. We have that, that podcast serial. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't talk about that and how much money I make off Patreon a month per that, right? So- uh, but yeah, it's just a fascinating kind of insight into the way in which the world is going. Because even you know, uh, ten years ago, this wasn't the case. You know, uh, so their data rates were exorbitant. The technology perhaps oh, no. wasn't there to be able to um, stream yourself twenty four seven. Do you remember back in the day? It used to be like in the, like late nineties. It was a uh, still image that would update every five seconds on a website, and that was considered revolutionary. Yeah, you'd watch like the pandas give birth or whatever. Yeah, very very slowly. And now you're watching Emily's entire life. You'll see her sleeping with her dog on her bed or whatever. It's just, it brings so much to the forefront of what is, how does she even want to live like that though? Like she can't, like, so if she has friends over this, she have to have them sign a consent form or something? I guess so. She texts them saying, hey, are you cool with this? Yeah. Right? So, or she's. Because she doesn't have a romantic relationship as mentioned in, in the article, right? I was going to say that like in a way it's kind of lucky that she's not involved with anyone at this point because that would be a little awkward. Or it would drive her numbers through the roof. Either or, right? It, I just I find it very fascinating because other people, other personalities have done that, right? Other IRL streamers have had relationships um, in the spotlight. They've blown up, et cetera, et cetera. Like, speaking, you're allowed doing that though on Twitch. Are you allowed showing that stuff? No, like it, it does it. Well, of course. Really? Like you could see people intimate? Okay, but not uh, arguing. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. No, not intimate arguing. No, 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 not that. No, I'm just saying, like, like no. Okay, because that's a different no, type exactly. of cam person. Uh, but uh, that's like the website no, no, you went to when you were here like, at my house, trying to ruin my internet 
That's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, phub.com, right? Uh, I'll need you to remove the parental controls on, on my device the next time I'm over. That's true. Yeah. Anyways, it's fascinating. I'd love to hear what people think all about the Twitch streaming lifestyle 24-7. Like, you know, um, a lot of Twitch streamers do have regular schedules. You know, they'll do six, eight, ten hours a day sometimes, but regularly scheduled because every day that you don't stream, like a lot of streamers are scared of taking a week off because their subscription numbers drop. Well, there's a lot of burnout in that entire industry. It's, yeah, it's insane. And, and uh, I find it... Very interesting, the people that do manage to make it work over time because it is uh, quite a personal investment and a commitment. Well, I find it frustrating when old folks like me talk about how they don't have a real job and how it's easy and they do nothing. They work really hard to make pennies, basically. Yeah, and I mean, you don't see this behind the the scenes with all the the different brand deals some of them work out and all these different opportunities that arise, right? So it's just, there's a lot going on there. There's affiliate codes that they use, you know, that they promote for... for products and services. as you know i would do terrible at that stuff because uh i would love yeah. to see you try to maybe we should do a twitch stream or i you know what we should we should yeah. stream on youtube sure and we'll do one of our episodes okay, like perfect. that great idea i would i wouldn't even know how to set that up and i'm sort of tech savvy but i would not understand how to set that up obs is your friend my friend i don't know what that means <laughs> it's it's a piece of streaming software oh, okay is it mac compatible and i'll it sure is. I mean, it's janky on Mac. Do I need but to buy yes. an Elgato Stream Deck? Is that something I need to buy? I've heard. <laughs> no, not yet. I love those. Though. I saw one. It popped up on Amazon for me because I, I, uh, I guess, in my research of audio interfaces, that's something that comes up, and it would actually be useful even for non-streamers, right? It's actually pretty useful if you're using Logic and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd love to watch you use one though for streaming services, yeah. for streaming purposes. So anyone, if if anyone's interested in Angelo starting a career as a streamer, sure, I'll. Don't Gladly just say no to it. Twitter for as long as Twitter's still yeah. alive. Oh yeah, Twitter's the best. Yeah, 2023, Angela, we're going right. to start doing this. Now, let's talk about this movie that you said you saw and I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about uh, Martin Scorsese's Goncharov, right? From 1973, the most infamous movie uh, of the day these days. So I, I'm kind of curious if our listeners have heard of this or not. So essentially, Tumblr has turned a meme into a sort of... Uh, uh, a popular kind of thing to talk about on the internet these days. So essentially like it's called, you know, breaking out of containment. So usually Tumblr is kind of like an insular kind of um, ecosystem in which in jokes and things are created. And then sometimes things break out. So, you know, Contra F 1973, uh, the greatest Martin Scorsese mafia movie to never exist. So Tumblr users have built upon this lore of a movie called Contra Off, which is about like Russian mobsters. But the thing is there's no set story there's no set kind of of uh descriptions of the characters and things like that it was just someone threw that out someone else created a poster people have created other posters if you go to archive of our own which is kind of like the biggest place on the internet to read fanfics in general so that people have started posting gotrov fanfics there people have started um making drawings and really giving character detailed stuff and some of them even joke about you know different scenes and how it affected their lives and things like that so i found it very fascinating in terms of this reminds me of the old internet a bit, where it was kind of playful. Well, you would find stuff that you didn't know if it existed or not. Now, I think I came across this on Twitter this week, and I gave it not even a second thought. So I think I saw a tweet about it being unfair that I think Paramount or Universal was not releasing Scorsese's film. And I I honestly thought nothing nothing of it, because... In pa- and well, in passing, you don't care about movies. I would not realize this was a fake movie. I, I just figure it was like another 70s mob film I never watched because there's so many of those I didn't watch. Yeah, so the uh, the supposed 
casting of the movie includes uh, Robert De Niro, Harvey Keitel, Sybil Shepard, Al Pacino, Gene Hackman. A who's who of, of 70s mob movies. Or just, yes, a good yeah. author cinema in general, right? So just, I found it fascinating, the idea that you could kind of take the ball and run with it metaphorically. They really did, though. <laughs> the poster's so well done. Honestly, if you pass that off as something that was planned and never got off the ground, I would totally believe you. Maybe something that got stuck in development hell. Uh, I mean, like, there's this whole culture of, like, lost media, right? So, um, uncovering lost commercials, lost video that games, bad movie, movies, right? you know, all this kind of stuff, Shazam? Right? Kazam? Sorry? Alakazam? Oh, right. Kazam. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's more of a Bernstein effect kind of thing, right? Yes. Well, I mean, this is, we, we can kind of spill this over into the paranormal, but that's what this reminded me of a lot. Like that guy that everyone sees in the in their dream, right? That they think they're like, you know, has been. What, I can't remember the name of the the the, the phenomenon, right? But the idea of this like very common face that you see. Just, oh yeah, like and common that, movies that, that should have existed. Me out. But I don't. think like if you flash a picture of that common person, I, I get I get goosebumps because it's super creepy to me. He's right behind you. <gasps> <laughs> but I do love. I do love the idea that uh, you could take the ball and like run with it metaphorically and just see how it blossoms and kind of create, because no one kind of owns it. It's been a collective effort, mostly on Tumblr. And as I said before, it's spilled out out of containment onto the wider internet at large and uh, kind of like exists on its own. People can take it and do what they want with it in all kinds of like different ways. So it's very fascinating to me to see like different pieces of art, different comments, different scenes that could have existed then. Like I'd be curious to know if a, you know, if someone decides to do a crowdfunded version of Gontraf, how cool would that be? And then also I was reading uh, the comment section in yeah. the Gizmodo article I sent you and a very interesting thought popped up about how in the future, we could train an AI to create movies out of these kinds of prompts. That's true. I wonder how it'd be. Would it be as odd as the Dali stuff? It's getting better, though. Yeah. It's, it's scary how it's getting better. Would they, what, like, gather together clips from other movies with these actors in it? Yeah, and basically write a script outline, I guess, or just like a paragraph and explain things and just see where it goes. I feel like it could exist. Like, not tomorrow, not 15, 20, years 30? From now, but maybe oh, 60, 50, okay. 60 years from now. I mean, look, we're a good seven years past the future of Back to the Future. So things are moving very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, a very, very uh, good point. But so maybe a double density challenge would be for us to uh, write a, a one paragraph description of what we think the Gontrev movie is for next episode. Do you think I could do that? I would hope you could. I don't know. I don't know. Enlist the help of your daughter. She's the creator. I one. would probably have to because I'm not very good at that type of stuff. I would love to know her take on this. Like, explain to her, like, this This is a fictional movie, the creative poster, it's kind of blown up on the internet. I have to do double density homework. Would you help me write, uh, like, a one paragraph outline of what yeah, this movie is? Yeah, I can about? do that. I'll, I'll see what. Okay, perfect. Okay, so let's do that. But yeah, just picture a, a future in which all of these kinds of, of different. Um, uh, realities that like come to be or these these ideas and how you can manifest them in different ways, right? So I, I do like the idea of um, people taking this and seeing where it goes and organically uh, growing. It hasn't been monetized yet. There hasn't been uh, too many uh, memes about it. The brands haven't gotten a hold of it just yet. We can actually take this conversation over to the paranormal because I have some thoughts on how this is kind of connected to the paranormal. What do you think, Brian? True. Let us head on over to the paranormal side of things. See you there. 
When I befriended a group of aliens just three years ago, I was lost. Do you believe in a cool group of down-to-earth aliens who love to hang out, have fun, and have great ideas about what kind of food you can eat? No, that's crazy. Double density. Welcome back to Double Density. And as always, we're switching gears from tech to the paranormal. So, Angela, you carried the conversation over from the tech side of things to the paranormal side of things. So, I'm going to let you um, speak your mind, and we'll see where this goes. Well, it's, I mean, it's, I, I don't believe this. But what if, Brian, if this movie, is it, is it pronounced Goncharov? Yeah. All right. What if it's like an, from an alternate timeline cutting into ours? Ooh, I like where you're going with this. Or the other alternative is in this simulation we're in, it's like a glitch, sort of. <laughs> it's basically the storyline to uh, and plot of Free well, Guy. Well, yes, but no. Which you, I don't know if you've watched it, but it's like... It, it, it's it's like you know this was storyboarded for our simulation, but it didn't make it in. <laughs> so what you're saying is it's it's bonus content on the Blu-ray of life. Yeah, it's sort of like finding its way. Somebody found a weird corner of the simulation. I that one's kind of boring though. I kind of prefer that this is like an alternate timeline cutting in. Which one do you prefer? Oh, that is a good question. I like the alternate timeline one. I like the idea that this artifact got dropped in out of nowhere or this thought got dropped and beamed into someone's head and then just uh, sprang to life because they knew they had a mission john teeter style to sort of share their info with the masses maybe through one of those dinosaur portals that you found in that uh, article (laughs) uh yes i yeah uh it is a very interesting thought it's also something related like just picture like 500 years in the future right someone's like i'm gonna be you know uh, a sort of like social archivist. Let me dig up and see what, what culture was like in the year 2022. Oh yeah. And then you, you come around, you come across this like Gontrev poster and you have no idea where it came from or uh, how it came to be. There's no other reference. There's no other piece of media except for all this like media. Well, it makes me think of that funny video. It's, it's taking place four or 5,000 years in the future. And it's, it's a history of the Beatles, John Lennon, Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, Scotty Pippen, they were the Beatles, right? Like it's, uh, I think, it, I think that's the joke. Uh, don't quote me on it, but there's something like that. I know Scotty Pippen was in the Beatles, according to this thing. I really like uh, that idea. I'll have to, I'll have to bring up the, uh, I'll put the video in our show notes to maybe add. Uh, I think we've already actually had this as one of our, one of our, one of our uh, links, but it's we've discussed uh, it. Yes, something that could be uh, discussed one day. Let's. Uh, uh, take pause the future, Angelo, and head back into the past oh, for a bit. Past. Okay. Well, what happened in the past, Brian? We're going to go 45 years back to November 26th, 1977. It's a little over 5.30, and uh, people in the south of England are watching their ITV news broadcast, and unbeknownst to the studio people, an unknown voice cuts in, and the picture gets scrambled, and a intergalactic spokesperson known as Rilon, Vorilon. There's a bunch of other kind of uh, names for it. But this intergalactic um, uh, entity, you know, is talking about how they want to bring uh, tidings of like love and truth to the cosmos. This is the voice of Rilon, representative of the intergalactic speaking to you. For many years, you have seen us as knights and experience. 
Well, the same thing all aliens back then wanted to do. Even the aliens that, uh, uh, what's his name, Brian? I can't, why am I blanking on his name? Billy Meyer. His aliens also wanted to bring love and peace. Now, there's an interesting connection here with these aliens, right? Well, I mean, this this supposed alien supreme being. Yes, and and obviously the article is very clear. This is probably very much a hoax, but uh, it was a, a great article. I it's nice and short. I love these short, fun little articles. This one by AP Strange, uh, really fun to talk about these things because I find these things fascinating. Because what if it was actually aliens that broke into the 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 signal? I do you watch Doctor Who? Uh, I do not. Okay. It gave me such Doctor Who vibes because, of course, all the aliens on Doctor Who are British. So this made me really... It, it, this felt like an episode of Doctor Who. This is how an episode of Doctor Who starts. People are watching uh, the evening news and all of a sudden something cuts in. The thought of people calling into the station, though, made me laugh. I love that. Just complaining that, like, this alien has bothered my news broadcast? Yeah. that is that something that still happens? I guess old people still call in, but... That used to be something you would hear about. Oh, dozens of people called into the uh, the TV station to complain that their signal was cut off. Well, that's the interesting part too, right? Is that the the station themselves had no idea that this was going on. So someone actually got through um, by uh, co opting the transmitter and essentially broadcasting this. Uh, so it, that is very interesting in that it was not based in the studio itself, but outside, right? So it, it lends. Credence to the idea that perhaps this intergalactic person was probably not, just, but oh, it, like it takes some skill 99%. to be able to do that. It wasn't just some quick hoax that kid, kids did, like calling the corner store to make fun of them. No, exactly. There's no equivalent really to be able to do this anymore. Now, what would somebody be able to, let's say, take the most popular Netflix show that everybody's watching, right? Let's say right now a popular show on Netflix is probably Wednesday. Have you watched it yet? I have not, but I okay. I know you, what it you, is. You know of it, right? Like Bart Simpson, he knows of his uh, multiplication tables, right? Do you ever Simpsons joke? No, cut that out. <laughs> Bart Simpson, do you know your multiplication tables? I know of them. Okay. So Wednesday, I, I'm actually watching it. It's very good, better than I expected it to be. I, it was not something that was on my radar. But let's say so, lots of people are watching this. The equivalent to this would be somebody to cut into that netflix stream i guess and the files that are, the file that's being streamed to watch that would have to be co-opted by some extraterrestrial force to 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 take over and allow you to see it so th- this doesn't happen anymore nobody also keep in mind there are probably like uh multiple versions of the file depending on like hundreds residing hundreds. on different servers around the world because it makes yes. it faster it, to, it to was one file right we would not be able to watch it, netflix would be excruciating to use I mean, it's so the broadcast itself is a little bit hard to understand, but the end of it, I'm going to read this to you, right, as a, a straight transcript. Uh, Have no fear. Seek only to know yourselves and live in harmony with the ways of your planet Earth. We of the Astral Galactic Command thank you for your attention. We are now leaving the plane of your existence. May you be blessed by the supreme love and truth of the cosmos. So I do love the idea that they're hey, like literally just saying like, hey, listen up. Just want to let you know. Don't be jerks. Exactly. Like, don't be earthly jerks. We love you. We'll I, see you around. Goodbye. The message is wonderful. That is That's it. the thing. It wasn't something horrible. And I wonder, this is not something that people talk about very much. These, how often have these things happened? I mean, 
when people talk about co-opting broadcasts, they're talking about Captain Midnight, they're yeah, talking about yeah, the Max exactly. Headroom incident. So we've talked about those before. We mentioned we actually mentioned this this um on that episode too. Did I see I had completely forgotten about that. How long ago was that episode, right? A few years ago at this point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was time it was time is a, is a flat circle, is that the saying? Yeah. So you I do not remember what I ate for breakfast. So you seriously can't remember what I ate for breakfast. Double density. As you mentioned before, there is a really interesting connection, right? Because um, a lot of people assume that it is the name Vrilon, but it could be the name Vorilon. Friend, Brian. Well, I mean, he is our neighbor. So that, of course, is referring to Claude Maurice Marcel Vorilon, also known as Rael. You know, my favorite UFO cult. I feel like you're slowly becoming the Raelians expert on, uh, in the podcasting circles. I mean, they're very interesting to me. And like the idea of, uh, okay, so what I find really uh, intriguing is the idea of the TV broadcast and the peace and love ethos is kind of similar to what the Raelians preach, right? It's a very positive kind of message. Oh yeah, the Raelians aren't negative at all. I mean, don't they have like a weird sex thing? Yeah, there's like a weird sex thing with 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 Raelians, aren't isn't there? Yes, I mean, there's like a free love kind of. I mean, thing, that's right? not so. weird necessarily if that's what you're into. And sensual meditation. I forgot to mention sensual meditation. Do you think the person who did this had any relation to the Raelians? It's fascinating to me that this could be. Uh, interconnected or someone took inspiration from it instead of doing the usual doom and gloom, you know, the usual, like the earth is doomed. If you do not change your ways kind of thing, this is just the idea of, Hey, watch out. Peace and love. Bye. What would be the most effective way to get this type of message out there now? Would it be to co-opt a Twitch streamer? Would it be to co-opt a Netflix show? Would it be to completely take over Twitter? Or Facebook with messages showing up on everybody's face, uh, on everybody's wall or or timeline. I think it'd have to be an audiovisual experience. I think so. I think like they'd have to uh, take over uh, the subscription link to every single YouTube user. You do you feel YouTube is the highest viewed thing? It must be right. Audiovisually, yeah, yeah, of course, by, like pretty much by far because one, it's it's more or less free unless yeah. you're a sucker like me that gets rid of the ads, but. In that case, it wouldn't matter because they would take over the ads too. Because aliens are that powerful. <laughs> that is, it's a good point. And then at the same time, they made they made the the technology. People would take the YouTube uh, video and chop it up and make TikToks out of it, right? Because TikTok is the most uh, popular form of social media right now. So that's I think what would happen is that there'd be a larger broadcast or message, and then it would be chopped up into bite sized bits of media that you could find all over TikTok. And I think that would be an effective way of getting the message out. Is Elon Musk going to buy TikTok? <laughs> I don't think the Chinese are selling. all our data for their own nefarious purposes. This kind of thing is fascinating to me, the way that people can co-op technology and sort of like transform things, right? And, you know, there have been radio broadcasts before that this has happened to, not necessarily extraterrestrial nature, but an overtaking of, you know, a another like another form of... Uh, a pirate radio, maybe? Yeah, or taking over an antenna, right? Like, once yeah. again... Um, it's not impossible to do, but as uh, uh, terrestrial ways of consuming media decline ever so slowly, uh, the only thing that you could probably take over with any sort of like um, relevancy maybe would be like a cell phone tower. Yeah, and even that, not that many people are being affected by it because there are so many cell phone towers. This is a, a quaint little idea that can no longer really happen, unfortunately. No, there's no single-fied, unified way of uh, consuming media anymore. Everyone's sort of fragmented across the spectrum, across the apps, across the platforms that you can't really disseminate a, a common message. You basically would have to take over all of the different communications methods in the world all at the same time. 
Well, I mean, I see that even just in my own household. When I was a kid, we had one TV, and whatever was on, that's what we would be watching. But now, everybody essentially has their own TV to watch in this house. So there are some times where, as a family, we're each watching our own thing. Tonight, though, that didn't happen. We've been enjoying Ghost Rider on uh, Apple TV+. Plus. Excellent show. Uh, and But the idea of coming together is like rare, right? It doesn't happen as much. It, it happens from time to time, but not as much. And uh, we actually, we were all watching Wednesday the other night. Like my daughter and I were watching it and it is TV 14. And then my wife was sitting and watching with it. And then my son showed up and he sat on the chair with my wife. And there were a few things that were happening that were not appropriate for a nine-year-old. Did you have to explain them? No, she hit his face. Which makes him just want to see it more than. No, he was fine. Uh, and and thing has a potty mouth, although fingers in this case, but still, uh, yeah. I, as someone who probably won't get to that uh, for the next little while, I'm very fascinated to see how they've updated the lore. It's so much better than I even expected. And Christina Ricci's in it, so that's really great. Kind of like a, a, a passing of the baton. Really. Well, that was one of her first roles. I remember when the Adams family came out, and people were losing their minds at how well it was cast especially uh, yeah. Wednesday and Pugsley. So, uh, yeah, and on, on that note, I guess the Adams Family is paranormal, right? Oh, and that's another thing. By the way, in, in this show, I don't remember the Adams Family. I never really watched it because I was, I was way ahead of my time. But in the movies and stuff, they don't. They seem paranormal, but the rest of the world doesn't. In this, people know that there's werewolves and paranormal things and all that stuff. Like that is part of the existence, which is kind of interesting. So, uh, like, it, it, take the monsters for example, right? Like, same thing there. I mean, all of those, all of those. Yeah, the Ro- it's a Rob Zombie movie, right? Oh, I watched half of it, Angelo. It was not good. <laughs> I had to stop. It was really like not even like so bad. It's good. It was just did, it, did awful. Uh, uh, Michael Myers show up? No, <laughs> no. Though I did watch Halloween Ends recently, and I have some thoughts. About I have not that, seen Halloween not. Kills yet. And because you told me not to watch it. Okay, well, yeah. Same thing with Halloween Ends. Just pretend the Halloween 2018 is the only movie that existed and that it ended there. I'll just go watch Pearl. Or anything, really. Oh, Pearl's really good. Barbarian was excellent. Thank you for that recommendation. I thought you would enjoy that. But yeah, if you have a chance, go watch Pearl. It's a very different movie from it. I was texting you as I was watching that, right? You, you asked me to. Like, and, and yeah. Yeah. I really liked not knowing anything at all about it. I had no idea. Uh the Mac was in it, which is great. <laughs> True. Yeah, the Mac man. A few shocking moments when certain things happen and you're not expecting it. Yeah. And it was great. Really good, really good movie. Highly recommended. Now, our paranormal segment becomes a paranormal movie recommendation. But that's fine. I mean, to anyone who hasn't seen Barbarian, yet, just get ready. Uh, it's really funny because I saw a trailer for it and it only um, described like the first 20 minutes of the movie, which I was like, I'm not going to watch that. Great. It sounds kind of boring. But then to find out that there's there's more beyond that, that's when I got intrigued. Yeah, there's so much. I I do love that even though we we discussed Nope in, in that episode where you brought, you told me to watch it, she... The main character says, nope. And it was a perfectly, because I thought the same thing when she said it. It was great. So, Angelo, are you getting ready to watch any holiday horror movies? You know, the Black Christmases, the Christmas Evils, the New Year's Evils, the uh, Silent Night, Deadly Nights? I think I will. I should. There's a whole bunch of those on, on Crave TV that I have, so I think I should watch them. Which, is there one that you would recommend? It depends what's on Crave, right? Yeah. I, I mean, recommend a few, and then I'll see what I can find. I would love to know if, if Silent Night, Deadly Night 1 or 2 is on there. Okay, I think they are, but I, I will go have a look. 
So I, I'm not going to say anything. And uh, to everyone who's already seen both, you know what I'm talking about. But the second movie is a very interesting take on the first. Okay. So they don't do they, do they continue from each other? Or? Yes. Okay. They're, they're loosely. They're 80s movies, right? Okay. Correct. Yeah. And there's yeah. a remake. Is so Silent Night, Dead Night? There is with Goldberg, I think. Like the wrestler. Yes. Hold on a sec. No, I apologize. It no, it was that. That's what it was. It was uh, Malcolm McDowell's in that one, and uh, Donald Logue is in that okay, one. Okay, yeah, of course. Yeah, I get, I get Malcolm McDonald and and McDowell and and Goldberg uh, confused all the time. They're so similar looking. But I feel like there's another movie with Goldberg in it that he shot. Hold on a second. Let me just pull this up. Sorry, he was in Santa's sleigh. Santa's sleigh. Oh, okay, is what well, I was okay. Of. So there, there we go. So that. The, yeah. From 2005. Goldberg. He's a big dude. Uh, I, I mistake. I mean, I haven't seen either, right? I kind of have a hard stop with horror, um, holiday horror movies at like, I don't know, like the mid-90s, let's say. with What's that Snowman movie or Jack something Frost. with the guy taking out the, taking out the trash? Oh, no. That's Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Yeah. Oh, it is Silent Okay, that's it. Okay, perfect. And that is not even the tip okay. of the iceberg with that. Yeah, so we talked about that. Oh, I did. You sent me a clip day. about that. Yeah, garbage day. All right, perfect. I'm gonna go see if that's there. I'm not quite now that you tell me that. I'm not quite sure if it's actually there, but we'll see. I'll I'll rent it with the kids. Yeah, please let like a whole like just sit down, have dinner, relax. Uh, but yeah, let the whole family know. Uh, yeah, so I was I would highly recommend if you hadn't seen it, Silent Night, Daily Night One and Two, and then uh, we're gonna come back. We're gonna reconvene next week, and if you've watched either or, we can talk about it, Angela. How does that sound? Sounds great. This has been it for episode two or three of the Double Density Podcast. Now, Angela, before I, I wrap things up. Where can people find us? You can find us at double, double, do double, you, double density. <laughs> well, they can find us at doubledensity.net. That's like the best place, right? Because you have everything there. Also uh, on Twitter, I'm at Angelo Furin on uh, Twitter. I'm at Brian Hasty, H-A-S-T-I-E. What's the podcast at? Uh, double underscore density podcast? That is correct. Oh, right. That Look at that. No, just double, uh, double underscore density okay, on Twitter. Perfect. And then double density podcast on Instagram. Oh, yeah, that's it. I'll never remember this after 40 years of doing this. No, I know. I know. This has been insane to me. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. With all all being said, thank you very much for listening. And tune in next episode as Angela and I continue deeper and deeper into the holiday horror rabbit hole. We should do a whole episode. I'm laughing too much. All right. That was about.